Welcome to Parenting with Vanessa Clones podcast. So I want to talk about uh, the rewards and consequences and things like that because I don't work that way, right? I don't, I'm not going to tell a kid, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to get this. That's just the language I'm not going to use. I think it needs to come from how a child feels internally to feel good about themselves. So I ask whenever I do any training, why do... With some children, rewards and consequences don't work. And I will, some parents or teachers are like, well, because they know that, you know, they, they're going to get it. So it's whatever, or they don't feel, I don't know what it is, but, um, cause I'm like, I don't think that way. So I can't really answer my own question, but it's interesting what people say. And what's always missed is that the child self-esteem is never brought up. And I, I don't know if we like, we think about that as kids, like as an adult towards a child. And, and that's like the biggest part is like how a child feels about themselves. You know, a child going home saying, I hate myself. I have no friends or, you know, I don't deserve this. Right. Which always, always is the case with some kids or my kids at least, um, is a lot. So my question to you is like, if you're seeing that rewards are, you know, only working for so much, then consequences don't work, then what do you do? So how do we work with these kids where they start to feel good about themselves? So you have to start from the self-esteem. And this is where my three R's come in, which is the redo, rewind, and repair. The redo is like, oh, what do we see um, that's happening that we can do differently? My thing when I tell teachers or parents, what do you want the child to do differently? As a kid is like pumbling on another one, right? And trying to push them off to do something. Well, what is that redo going to be? Right. To me, it's like, hey, that's a kid that wants to play with you, but doesn't have the language to say, so can I play with you? So you have to model that and teach it. Now, the more that you do it, now I'm not going to tell a kid, hey, you know, what should you say? Because if they would, if you would have said that, they would have already known what to have said, right? So if they would have had the language, they would have said it. So that's where I'm coming from. It's like, how do you look at a child and how they feel good about themselves? When a child does not feel good about themselves, rewards aren't going to work because that's not how they identify how they're feeling about themselves, right? So if you have a kid that's like, you know, I hate myself, and then you're like, oh, you just did this great thing. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything. It's horrible. How they look at everything in the world. So like you can like give all the compliments you want, which by the way, I do not give compliments to children unless I ask permission first. Would you like a compliment? Because... Right. If they are not feeling and how if they're not feeling good about themselves internally, I'm not going to compliment them because they're going to destroy something. This happens all the time. It's like, oh, that looks that art project looks great. Rip. Done. They're ripping it. And you're just like, what just happened? I just gave you a compliment. And I have parents all the time. Like I'm always complimenting my kid. And I go, stop complimenting him. And I said, ask them if they want the compliment because they might be in a good place and they will, but you don't ever know how someone feels on the inside. Right. You have someone completely depressed, but smiling and walking around. Or you have someone mopey and you kind of have an idea of what they're looking for. Or you have a child with autism that can't read social cues and just, you know, has more of like a low grade personality. So there's like multiple levels you have to think about. Now, the consequences piece, right? Well, I'm going to take this away if you don't do it. You know, to me, like at my school, it's a, the day goes, right? And between 2 and 2.20, they get their tablet. So they can play Minecraft or whatnot, whatever games they want to do. Now, to me, that's a motivator to get all your stuff done. But I'm not going to be like, okay, if you do math and you're going to get like a sticker for here. Okay, if you are, are a nice person, I'm not going to give you a sticker. These are things that like, when you start this process young, guess what happens when your kid's 15, 16 years old? And this I've seen all the time. Okay. Okay, it's time to go to therapy. Well, I want 20 bucks to go to therapy or I'm not going. 
What? Oh, I want that everything becomes it, everything becomes about a material item, which is not what we want to teach. Because at the end of the day, material items don't mean anything, right? It's how you feel about yourself. How many times if you're looking at suicide rates with families that have a ton of money and that kids get whatever they want? You know what? Don't give your kid everything. I'm sorry. Like I just feel like, you know, yes, I'm a very small school. And we have a very limited budget, but I got to tell you, my kids feel a ton of love because we are with them and it's about the relationship. It's about building up their self-esteem. It's about how they feel about themselves and connecting, right? So my kids, um, it's been great. We've had the same kids for the last year and a half and it is so smooth. I've never had a school year where, you know, kids are walking in, they know their routine, they know what they're doing, they're feeling good about themselves. We're not doing like a sticker chart. We're not doing anything else. And and, but they are feeling good. But now if, if there are some kids that are coming in that, you know, don't know what to do or how they're doing it, that's where you're going to get behaviors. And that's where like the rewards come in with other schools. So I just went, I got a new client and this client is at one of like, I'm, which one of the most expensive schools in the city, which I am not one to, I don't talk, um, I never ever uh, bring down like other people. That's not my thing. And I would say, but one of the things that happened was that she was poking holes in her shirt. And this is also a kid that the mom and I have talked multiple times about a reward system. And I'm like, no, we have to start small. And which means that we have to start small with her doing things to help herself where she feels good. Right. So if you are doing things slowly and be like, oh, wow, how'd that make you feel that you just accomplished something? Then that's when you're going to see the difference. Come to find out, in one of her classes, there's a chart on the wall, right? Of all the kids and how well they're doing. She's the only one that doesn't have the point. And I'm like, how far, I'm like, how far we've come in research and everything else. They're like, that's not the way kids teach. At that moment, I called the mom, like, you're going to email that teach that school right now. That chart needs to be off the wall. Like you could put a chart, like in a, in a child's binder, you could do other things, but like, we're not going to like put charts of like how well your other kids are doing because also like other kids have learning differences. They're not going to get it. Like I was that kid that, you know, you do the spelling test, like standing up and, they, and then if you don't get it, you have to sit down. I always sat down with the first time. You might as well just have me sit down the whole time because I'm not going to do it. But the amount of shame and embarrassing that it was open to the, to the world in my class. And like, honestly, this is when you think you're like the most important person at that age. <laughs> it sucks. Um, I still have a hard time reading out loud or doing other things, but I like, we need to take that down because she's only thinking about you know, how everybody else is doing better than she is. Then the pressure comes on, then the anxiety comes in and then she's destroying her shirt. I'm like, that says a lot right there. You know, to me, and I'm asking questions, like if you see a kid hurting themselves, you want to look at like, okay, as she was taking the pencil to her shirt, was it going towards her body or away from her body? Right. Is she, um, some kids will, you'll start to see signs of them starting to hurt themselves by like cutting their clothes or doing little things like that and destroying something of theirs. And you're like, what just happened to me? That's a kid that doesn't feel good about their self-esteem. It's a kid that doesn't feel good about who they are and what they're doing. So again, like, you know, little things that you can do. So for example, if you're in the grocery store, have give them your credit card and have them pay. You know, have them come up with a list and, you know, of the stuff that they want and go to the store and have them shop for it. Again, like the more that you can get your child to feel independent in doing things, that's going to help their self-esteem grow and then feel good about themselves. Now let's go back to the three R's and how this works. Now, if you have a kid when you do the redo and you're like, that's your question yourself, what should I see and what do I want to see differently? Then you have the rewind and you're going to always hear the uh, redo, rewind and I, with a smile. And then I'm going to teach them a different way of doing it. So for example, the kid that tumbles on another kid, I'm going to block it and say, can I play with you? 
I'm not going to say, say, can I play with you? I'm just going to model it. Can I play with you? If the kid says it, they say it. If they don't, they don't. I'm not pressure. I hope that they would, but eventually, but as you're starting out, no, can I play with you? And then they go in. And then this happened yesterday. I did an observation at a school and I, this kid was like all over the map. Like I'm, he was like jumping on people. Like, I don't even know, but then he was mimicking. And then if a child said to stop, he's like, doing raspberry blows at them. And you're just like, I think it's funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this poor, this poor kid. And then once I came in and I said, I said, I asked the teachers, watch me, watch what I'm doing. Right. And so I just gave that little language. I gave a tap, like I, I rubbed the back. So it gives a little bit of pressure to kind of help with the body awareness. I said, can I play with you? And then he did it. There wasn't a tackle. There wasn't anything. And then five minutes later, right before he was about to tackle, he stopped and said, can I play with you? The kid said, no, of course. But he, and then he walked away upset and said to do, and did raspberries. But then when he did the raspberries, that's when I would say, oh, that, you know, I'm sad that I, you know, you don't want to play with me. Just giving the language. And I think we expect kids to like articulate all these things. And with the pandemic coming in, kids are coming in, you know, at a chronicle lodge, like four, but really three emotionally. So there is definitely a disconnect. And so then the expectations need to be changed in the class. So, and then also there's a lot more kids that are having processing issues and learning. And, and this again, is like, we're not sure where, where, where it's coming from, but it's almost like if you do a reward system, like how, if you get hundred percent on your spelling test, you're going to get this. Well, what if you have a kid with dyslexia? What if you have a kid that has, you know, apraxia, other things like that, that are happening or some auditory processing that they're not getting all the directions. So really it comes down to how do we get a child to feel good about themselves? So jobs in the classroom, here's another thing. A kid can have a job in the classroom. They're doing it. If you're going to give a kid a compliment, ask if they want it beforehand. They'll tell you yes or no. I mean, that's, what's great about kids, right? I'm like, are you going to hit me? Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. Well then we're just not going to do this activity. Like <laughs> until you're done. Let me know when, let me know when you're in control of your body. So you're, you're not going to hit me. And they will tell you, but you have to let the child have that choice. Instead of always telling a child what to do all the time, instead you say, okay, do you think you're ready for this or not? No, I'm not ready for this. You know, if I'm going to teach a skill set, right? No, I'm not ready. I probably need like a day before I'm ready. Okay, great. I'm going to give you that day. I'm going to give you that time to process. I'm going to give you the time that you need because you know your body better than anyone else. Again, the child has the choices to then they start to make their own choices about their own body and what makes good makes sense for them versus being told what to do all the time and you have to follow a certain plan and these are how the plan that's how the plan's going to go. No, we don't we want a child to learn how to be independent. We want a child to to be able to, you know, fix a conflict that's coming in. I got a call the other day from my kid, one of my actually one of the kids that I started the school for. And this kid used used I mean it took like I want to say when we started the school, he would be under a desk for like 6 weeks. And then would start to slowly come out. And like, I did no academic push on him and nothing like that. But normally in a school, they're going to try to push it. I'm like, nope, if this is what he needs to do to sit under a desk or whatnot, I don't really care. And then finally within time, like he started pacing the room, which means that he's watching what we're doing. He's trying to get more comfortable on there. And the other day, the mom called me and he goes, you know, I just want to let you know I was upset. And, and my kid came up to me. He's like, how can I help you? What do you need? I could tell that you're upset. And she, she's like, in my mind, I said, thank you, Vanessa because my other kid hasn't been with you that long. And it's a very different connection because I'm always teaching. It's about the relationship. It's about how do you fix something when it, when it's broken? How do you always go back? Like I'm not one to 
Um, I'm not one to run away from conflict. (laughs) I end up in it for some reason sometimes in the sense that like, if I like, for example, that the point system on the wall, I'm all, that needs to be gone. Like I have no problem sending an email to anyone and be like, what this is doing is not okay. I do it in a polite way. I have to learn how to be a little bit more PC, but to me, like, I don't want to have another call that this girl did something else because she's in a classroom and she's only looking at how she can't do it. And then I asked her, which is interesting. I said, who else only has that? She's like two other kids. And the fact that she knew that is the problem. The fact that she knew which kids in the classroom were struggling is the issue. Now the kid that has like all the points and they're doing really well, you know, they're not going to, you know, they're like, Oh, whatever. But the ones that don't is where it comes into breaking, you know, this is the stuff that they're going to remember. This is the stuff later on in life. That's going to be like, Oh, well, I didn't do really well in that class. So I don't know. That's it. But again, like when you're looking at a reward system, you know, and it, with a family, let's, for example, let's, let's say you want to do a family reward system. I'm all about that. Again, it's all about the relationship. So get a, get a fishbowl, right? And you can say, okay, we're working on like, so we're not, so-and-so not yelling or so-and-so like, what are the goals? So every, but everyone in the family has a goal. So again, if it's always only the child, what message are we sending to the child? Like I say in therapy, when it, when the parent sits outside and then the child is inside, what message are we sending? Something's wrong with the kid. That's not what I want to be sending to my, my kids, period. I just don't want to be sending that message. My message is everybody has something to work on. We all need to grow as human beings everybody. And what is our goal? Right. So even as a teacher, like my, my kids will be like, okay, Vanessa, your reaction. <laughs> one time, Oh my gosh. One time. I don't know. I overreacted on something. And the fact that the child was able to feel comfortable and safe with me and said, you know, I think that you could have brought that down a couple levels. I'm like, okay, guess what? Let's do the rewind. Let's practice that again. Tell me what kind of reaction I should do. So I know. So I'm going to do the rewind. And then the repair is, thank you for letting me know. Are we good? And and what do you, what else can I do to help you? What else can I do for you to feel safer with me? That's it. And but yeah, I mean, I, and so to me, it's like, we're always working on something, but the minute you start putting yourself in a, like a position where like you don't, it's the kid. It's not always the kid. It is not that at all. It's everybody. If you change your dynamic, it's always when they say like, once you start to change, other people will change. You can't expect people to be changing around you all the time. And you're like, you're perfect. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Some people like to think that they are, but it doesn't. So again, get the fishbowl. Everyone has their goal and just put rocks or whatever. I don't really care. Pom-poms, anything into the bowl. Make sure there's a line around it, right? So again, once you get to that line and this is everybody doing it. So, oh, look, dad did this. Mom did this. And then you're putting in these pom-poms, right? This thing is growing. You're seeing like, oh, everybody's working on it. That's how fast we're getting these pom-poms up to the line. Then you, you do a family something like go to the movies. You do something that is about, you know, <clears throat> like a family party. Yes, you can do it in the classroom too. When you're seeing other people doing really well, put a pump pump in there. This person's doing it. Everyone gets it. But also pay attention to the fact that maybe you don't want to miss one person because that kid that doesn't speak up is going to know, remember that. So again, it's like, it, it's a little complicated at times, um, but, but it's not really. Just be a good human being. What you don't want to be doing is, you know, reinforcing a child to being kind, Cause like, that's just like something that you should be doing. And right now this world is crazy. So (laughs) with, I don't even know what's happening, but 
you know, you don't want to reinforce kindness. You want it to come from within. You want these relationships that they have the skill set that they could eventually have a relationship later on in life. That's what I care about. I care that my kids are in a healthy relationship later on and that they're not going through all these other issues because that they have other stuff and they haven't dealt with their crap. Like I just, you know, to me being a good human being and kind and understanding that you're not the most important person in the world is important for me because there's so many people that need, need help. There's, and kindness goes very far again. Like this is why I don't use rewards and consequences again on the consequences piece. A lot of times what ends up happening is you start taking more and more things away. Cause the kid's like, I don't care. He's like, I don't care. Take as much as you want. I'm, I don't care again, because they don't feel good about themselves. So they don't care. So again, that's that kid when you have to start tapping in a little bit of like, how do we get them a little bit more independent? How do we get their self-esteem up a little bit? And then that's when you're going to start to see the difference. And if you're a family that like only consequences work, it's going to go for so long. Imagine that kid as a teenager, then you're calling me, right? Because that stuff isn't going to keep going. If you don't have that relationship with your child and that bond and that connection and that trust, it's going to be a very hard teen years and you know, my dog's in her. She's a senior. Now. Lola, stop it. So, all right. This is Parenting Vanessa Clones podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Until next time.